morning, everyone. It's you to take off. You're listening to my love. Welcome. As I've stated clearly, we're at the end of April, April 28th today. You know, I uh, have promised that I'm not going to keep pestering people about their goals, <laughs> but that's just my personality. So sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You know, keep your word to yourself. I heard T.D. Jakes say, um, you know, you're in trouble. I'm badly paraphrasing. You know, you're in trouble when even you don't believe the promises you make yourself. So even when you know it's coming out of your mouth and you say you're going to do it, that's when you know you're you got problems. I say you're full of shit, but uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes would not say it that way. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, when you know that you don't keep your word, that's a bad situation. So um, yeah, go ahead and, and honor your word to yourself, at least. You know, I've known people who never do what they say they're going to do. And it's infuriating, really, because, you know, what's the point of saying it if you're not going to do it? It doesn't make sense. You know, we just live in an age of hypocrisy, which with a huge dash of lack of accountability. You know, I want everything to be good for everybody, too. You know, I as a black woman, of course, I know what adversity is. You know, I know what discrimination looks like. I know when I'm being mistreated based on my gender, based on my race, now based on my age, although most people don't know my age, just looking at me. You know, I get it. I understand all of that. But also there has to be some accountability. Everything is not somebody else's fault. And we've just slid into this really weird territory where, you know, if you consider yourself a victim of something, you're always right and everybody else is always wrong. And there's just no leeway. And I think it's just as extreme on both sides. I'm a moderate and I think most people as they age become more conservative. You know, that's that's not new. Um, I think some of the most conservative minded people are old black people. If you want to know the truth, um, you want to hear some politically incorrect stuff. Just chit chat with my mom for a minute. <laughs> if she's comfortable she, and watching TV, she will say some stuff and you're like, whoa, you know, wow. <laughs> so, you know, it just is what it is. We're never going to live in a, a utopia. Uh, I'm just going for, you know, people being able to live the way they want to without harassment or persecution. Um, everybody's never, nope, everybody is not ever going to just hold hands and sing songs and be of one accord. They don't even do that in countries where everybody's the same race. You know what I mean? It's, there's no group of people, period, that can get along. Now, look at your family. You know, we're out here marching, trying to make everybody, uh, be on the same page. That's just never going to happen. We just need to, you can look in your whole family and see how you're not getting along. You know, Um, I just want the base level respect. And if I'm not your cup of tea, cool, go over there and I'll go over here. Let's just leave each other alone. And I mean, all across the board, I'm not talking about just a specific set of things. I mean, people need to stop going to kill each other as a means of conflict resolution period 
And I don't care who the people are having a conflict. That just really shouldn't enter your mind. I've had a lot of arguments and disagreements with people, but I've never been like, you know what, let me go in here and get this knife and (laughs) end this conversation because I need to win. (laughs) You know, that to me is not how you win. Right. And I'm not trying to trivialize or conflate or uh, belittle a situation. They're all egregious. They're all horrible. Whoever's on the other end, to me, it's all completely uh, terrible, you know, so many people have lost their lives over nonsense. Look at all the people who died from COVID because we just had a president who pretended it wasn't happening. But yet he was one of the first people to get vaccinated. It's not really happening except go ahead and give me a vaccine. I mean, just and why that's okay. You know, he did absolutely nothing. And I'm telling you, if COVID hadn't appeared he would be president right now. He was cruising to re-election because people were just complacent about it. You know, everybody says the presidency doesn't really affect my life. And maybe it doesn't affect your daily life every day in moments that you recognize, but it's a big deal. And he put a lot of people in place that will affect your daily life if you have issues. He put he appointed a lot of judges and Supreme Court judges. That alone should be horrifying. And listen, I'm not a person that thinks the Republicans are all evil and the Democrats are all saints. I don't think that at all. I think both parties have their fair share of corruption, extremism, and, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of either, really. Um, I think both of them need to be stripped down to the studs and rebuilt. Um, I would love a viable third-party option. You know, I'm an independent, moderate. I'm a I'm a centrist. I fall down the line of the middle for almost every major issue, you know, and uh, it's it's scary out here because people are super extreme on both sides. And we had just become super complacent and everybody was just going to watch this guy cruise to reelection and an act of God saved us from that. And I wasn't against Trump because he was a Republican. I was Republican. I was against Trump because he wasn't in anything. He wasn't a leader. You know, he was incredibly uninspiring. And people who see something in him, I don't know what that's all about. But that's between them and him. I'm just glad he's gone from the public stage of the presidency. That was horrific. Um. You know, I know people probably have issues with Biden already, but I don't have a problem with him. I just think he's a grown up and I'm thankful for that. Um, So, like I said, unless he's murdering babies somewhere, I'm fine with Biden right now. And of course, someone's going to come up with some example of him doing part of some public policy in, in another country where they have killed some. I get it. Nobody's perfect. I'm just saying. I I like the man. I respect him. And it was it was nice to have some leadership for this vaccine. You know, the distribution of it, even the conversations around it. And if you haven't gotten your second shot, don't be a dope. If you got the first one, get the second one. I mean, come on. Do you want this shit to linger around for? It's going to be another one. We already know there's going to be another uh, pandemic. You could just tell the stage is set because 
there's been no uh, research and development in these areas. Uh, Trump just dismantled the pandemic office in the White House. So that has to be rebuilt. The research staff has to be rehired. Everything has to be redone. So we're ripe for a whole nother. The conditions, you know, Al Gore told us in his movie um, that climate change was going to make all this stuff happen and it's happening. And so, yeah, of course, there's going to be another pandemic. Do you still want to be extra vulnerable because you refuse to get the second shot for COVID? You know, it is what it is. I prayed when they put the thing in my arm because that's what I do. Um, Whatever you do for courage or confidence or or grace or faith or whatever you do, do that and get your second shot. Um, My goodness, I get it. It's scary. It's all scary. But do you want your blood to turn to sludge and die that way? I mean, everybody thinks stuff will be easy. Oh, this could make me sick and I could just drop dead. I had this conversation the other day. I'm like, but what if they don't get sick? I mean, what if they don't die? What if they get sick? And it's a long, lengthy illness and it's painful. People don't think about that. Well, I'll just eat these hamburgers nonstop. And and actually, I don't think hamburgers are bad for you. But when you combine it with all these other things tons of sugar, tons of carbs, just and and just being completely sedentary, just a human slug, a giant skin tag and you're just sitting there. Yeah, that's you're going to get super sick. You know, and people think, "Well, I'm going to eat these hamburgers because if I have a heart attack and die, I just have a heart attack." But what if you don't die? What if you're just sick and you did this to yourself? You're a drain on everyone around you and the healthcare system because you just refuse to go for a walk every day. I don't understand that. I mean, I really don't. I just, I get frustrated by things that I don't understand. So you can imagine I'm frustrated a lot. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yesterday's message was heartfelt. I meant it. I'm sincere. There are times in your life when you're going to have to turn and fight. You will have to fight your way out of the situation. No one's coming up over the hill to save you. The cavalry is not coming. Uh, You have to save yourself and you can do it. And you just have to do it one thing at a time, one little thing at a time every day. Do something that puts you, uh, you know, ahead of the game every day. Complete your tasks and just do it little by little. You know, you just have to do what you have to do. Make sure you maintain some self-care. I don't know how other people do it. I made it through my 20s and 30s without meditating. Um, But I also gave myself some supremely high high blood pressure. (laughs) So I meditate now. My blood pressure, y'all. I mean, my life isn't any less stressful. I think it's been made very clear in this podcast that I have stressors. But my blood pressure is perfect. I do take my medication still. It's been greatly reduced over the years um, due to some lifestyle changes. And I do uh, take my blood pressure regularly and I take my medication. But I also the meditation, man, it just keeps your your needle so even through the day. And I've seen some shit. This could realistically be one of the most stressful periods of my life. I without exaggeration. Um, I'm thinking the last five years have been pretty pressure packed. Um, and the last, I would say three years I started meditating 
And I found a method that I really enjoy and I feel works the best for me this year. And it's made all the difference in the world. I mean, it's just been great. It's been really, really great. So I recommend uh, finding a way to meditate that works for you. I like the Silva method. Um, S-I-L-V-A. Just look up. There's tons of videos on YouTube. Uh, I like the Silva method. It engages your right brain. And um, when I first started doing it, I kid you not, I, I felt the blood flow to my right front temporal lobe of my brain. I think that's the temporal lobe, but whatever part of my brain that is on the right side, I could feel it because I, that's how much I had become a left brain person, you know, and I think left brain is just survival, right? And that's, those are the hormones that are constantly, uh, fight or flight. If they're constantly engaged, they get overused your and your body's constantly feeding certain hormones into your body because you're always stressed out and so stress looks different now than it used to look it used to be oh I'm walking along gathering you know fruits and berries to eat (laughs) I look up there's a tiger and then I have to figure out if how I'm going to survive and then that raises your your whole situation is all amped up, right? Adrenaline flowing. But so since our lives don't look like that anymore, you know, we're mad all day at our boss. We're mad all day at our spouse. We're mad all day listening to Fox Radio. We're mad all day watching CNN. We're mad all day watching every abuse video you can find that supports whatever you're mad about on YouTube. We're mad at our kids. We're mad. We're just mad all day. And that's fight or flight to your body. And over time, it just stresses your system and you create diseases from that mentality. So you don't want to get there. So I know it's hard. I know uh, there are people that are super upset about whatever issue it is you're upset about. You can find hundreds upon hundreds of videos and articles to support whatever it is you're upset about and watch that nonstop and you'll stay angry about it nonstop but staying inflamed about it doesn't resolve it that's that's not what fixes it so you can know that that's something you want to do but you don't have to immerse yourself into it you know what I mean you don't have to be baptized by pain you can actively come up with solutions better when you stop thinking about it nonstop then an idea will pop into your brain and it'll be the solution or a solution for you for a problem And it could be a global problem. It could be a personal problem. But as long as you sit there like, oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Like, that's not going to generate the energy or the momentum or the problem solving, you know, energy that you need. You need to change your energy to get to the solution. So I highly recommend stop watching all the stuff that inflames you and makes you mad. We get it. You woke. We get it. But you don't have to be nonstop, 24-7. That's all you think about. Because the people around you are suffering. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's mad and intense like that 24 hours a day. It's just, that doesn't make you any less conscious. It doesn't make you any less part of the movement. It just, it stresses you out and probably is cutting years off of your life, to be honest with you.
So, yes, I get it. You're going to have to learn how to fight, fight or flight. And sometimes you have to save yourself. And that requires a burst of adrenaline. Um, But you can do that. Just but make it a burst. Don't make it all day. My life sucks. I'm so sad. I got to do this. I got to don't let work overtake your life. Don't let, you know, a bad relationship overtake your life. You know, you're not a tree. You can move. If you don't, if your work isn't fulfilling, get another job. But I like, then you don't want another job. Then stop complaining. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I have these conversations with myself all the time. You know, I know it's harder when you're in a relationship with people. But if the relationship isn't fulfilling, you know, it's, it's time to have a conversation. It'll be a tough conversation. But it's time. You know, if you're not happy, you got to make changes. Go to therapy. See if you can work it out. If you can't work it out, hey, it's been great. But this is not fulfilling for either one of us. If one if one of us is unhappy, it's a wrap, you know. Who, have you ever been in a relationship with an unhappy person or a depressed person? Woo, it is not fun. And I don't mean just romantic. I mean all relationships. Like, whoa. You're lucky if you're not in a romantic relationship because you can get away from them easier. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with having conversations and trying to fix things that are broken. Just don't immerse yourself in it. Don't spend all day thinking about how upset and frustrated you are. That's also part of saving yourself, right? You know, I overheard a conversation the other day. It was interesting. It was two people who had had a child together. But they did not seem romantically attached to each other in any way. And not even in a, I've moved on, you with somebody else kind of way. It was just like, this person just isn't my jam, but I wanted a baby with him. It was weird. It was really weird. And so I'm wondering, you know, is it just old fashioned or... I mean, is it old fashioned to think that you should have some connection to someone you bring a child into the world with? And maybe it's not going to be love and marriage. I get that. But, you know, like, oh, yeah, hey, that's my baby father. And like, literally, that's how you think of them only the father of your baby, which is to me a big deal. But maybe I don't know. I'm really asking, is it old fashioned to think that you should have some level of affection. I mean, I think the loyalty was there, but where was the affection? I think it's odd to just go have kids with people and you're not really that into them and they're not that into you. You know, I get accidents happen, but I don't know. I just, I really grapple with that. And maybe that's part of how communities struggle and suffer because nobody feels connected to anything. Because, you know, conceivably, if you could be that unattached to one baby father and say you got four or five kids is that the problem you're just having kids and you're not really attached to them or you were in love for a minute but then you I don't get it I'm really asking (laughs) I don't understand it and uh you know it just it just struck me odd to hear that I would not have I based off my own life and my friends and and family uh there was some connection I guess I can think of one person who had a child with someone they weren't really connected with. 
And I don't, I mean, I still think that that that's not the ideal way to have kids. I don't know, but I don't think that they continue that trend. They just did it once. But I think love is love and respect and care should be part of the equation of having kids. And with times being modern, I'm not advocating this, but with times being modern, you don't have to have, you know, kids with someone you just accidentally got pregnant by. It's interesting to me. I'm not advocating it, but it's out there. And if that's the best decision at the time, I don't see, you know, I went to Catholic school and I remember we we had nuns telling this lady wasn't a nun. She actually went to become a nun and dropped out, but she still has some very harsh views. And she told our seventh grade class, like, you know, if you get pregnant in a rape, you got to have a baby. And I remember just having a major issue with that. Um, so. I guess my indoctrination wasn't complete, (laughs) but this isn't a discussion about that. I just don't understand, you know, the cavalier attitude about who you have children with, especially because I know your hormones drive the show. I get that. So logic goes out of the window a, a lot of the time, but your hormones never took into account how expensive it is to have and raise a child. I don't know. Food for thought. And that's what this whole thing is about, food for thought. That's mad love in a, uh, <laughs> encapsulated in a, in a quick phrase, food for thought. Anyway, I hope everything's going well for you. I hope April was awesome and you got all your goals accomplished. If not, May is around the corner. I think it's Saturday. So do yourself a solid and get after it. And uh, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are under fire right now, busy, stressed, stretch to the max your resources are are being fully utilized i get it don't forget to take care of yourself be kind to yourself and um yeah i'm gonna do that and if you don't meditate you need to start there's plenty of apps it's 2021 get an app on your phone and figure out how to calm your mind five minutes is good 10 minutes is good 15 minutes would be great 30 minutes mind-blowing yep all right i hope all is well in your world please be safe we'll meet back here again tomorrow yep let's do it be your best
Thank you.